Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away. Today, after years of drought, a little bit of good news to report. Officials say the snowpack in the Sierra is 160% of normal for this time of year. This follows a series of storms that have blanketed the area with snow. But just how much of a dent is that making in the state's drought conditions? To find out, we're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline, where Peter Glick is standing by. He is the co-founder and president emeritus at the Pacific Institute in Oakland. So, Peter, the snow survey numbers are certainly encouraging, but uh, give us a reality check here. Are we really on track to actually end the state's drought? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course, we're all delighted to see the, this wet stuff falling from the sky after two years of severe drought. And the snowpack numbers are fantastic. That's really what we want to see. But the two years of drought have really dug us a big hole. Our big reservoirs are still mostly not full. Uh, Lake Shasta, which is the biggest reservoir in the state, is only at half of where it normally is for this time of year. Oroville, uh, the biggest state reservoir, state-owned reservoir, is at 73% of where it should be for this time of year. So... The snowpack's great, but uh, I, I can't say that the drought is over. We still have a, a long winter to go, and we hope we get a lot more water. Yet they are releasing water from Folsom Lake. Why is that? Yeah, that's right. So, so you know, during a drought, we think, well, our reservoirs are really for water supply. But we have to remember that they're also for flood control. We have this odd situation where we want to keep them sort of empty in the winter so that if big floods come along, they can serve as flood storage. Uh, and then we want them as full as possible at the end of the water year in April. Folsom's not that big, and it's a big flood storage protection reservoir for the city of Sacramento. Uh, it's actually well above normal for where it ought to be this time of year. And so they have to let water out of Folsom in case any more big storms come or that big snowpack melts because they don't want Folsom to be overwhelmed by flood. And so that's the balance that these reservoir operators have to do, protect for flood and yet hope that we can fill them up when we need to at the end of the wet season. You referenced the melting. I want to ask you about the weather extremes that we're seeing. As I recall, last year, the snowpack looked pretty good for a while there in, uh, what, April. But then we had this record hot spring, and it melted awfully darn quick. Yeah, that's another great point. It's only December, the end of December. Uh, people who have lived in California a long time have known know that sometimes January or February could be completely dry. That snowpack can melt or evaporate off. If we don't continue to get water over the rest of the wet season before April, that snowpack today could disappear. And so it's a great sign. It's a great start for the wet year. Uh, We have to just hope that we keep getting the water necessary to really get us out of this bad drought. So we can be excited, but we can say nice start, dot, dot, dot. That's exactly right. It's a great start for the year. Uh, but we need to continue to get more of these storms, hopefully one at a time, not all at once, so that we don't get overwhelmed. 
and then in April, uh, you know, we'll we'll look again and and hope that the summer will have the water in the reservoirs that we need. I've always been fascinated by the monitoring process itself. Has it changed much over the years? I mean, in the old days, we'd see pictures of folks going up there and sticking a big stick in the snow. I assume yeah. it's a little more sophisticated than that these days. There's yeah, a network that's right. of great. We'd, we'd see all these pictures of the guys snowshoeing up to these certain spots, and they'd measure the snow, and yeah. that would be the record. Um, today, we actually have what are called snow pillows that are literally areas in different parts of the Sierra that have sensors that measure not just the height of the snow, but how much water is in the snow by the weight. It's much more accurate. It gives us better information about how much snow is in the mountains, which is really important for forecasting. Uh, so we've gotten more sophisticated. But, you know, you'll still see those guys snowshoeing up there to do the, the photo ops for the snow measurements. So we are talking about the weather. We're monitoring the weather. We are, are wowed over the snowpack. Let's talk about some of the structural things that help control the state's water supply. Mm-hmm. Have they changed over the last few years? Well, first of all, we have to acknowledge that climate change is affecting the severity of the storms we get. We're getting longer droughts, and then we're getting these incredible wet periods. You know, you remember there was a five-year drought from 2012 to 2016, followed by the wettest year on record in 2017. So extremes have changed the way we deal with these, and reservoir operators are having to balance those sorts of things. The models are getting better. Uh, we're learning how to operate the reservoirs a little more in a more sophisticated way to balance both this flood control and storage issue. Uh, but, you know, we built a system for the climate of the 20th century, and it's now the 21st century, and unfortunately the climate's changing. Are we ultimately going to have to do some rebuilding of that infrastructure? Well, I think we'll have to do some remanagement. They actually added some height to Folsom a few years ago, spent a lot of money building a bigger reservoir and a bigger uh, way to dump water in case of flood needs. So they're restructuring some of the physical infrastructure. Uh, But we're also thinking about the way we use water in California. We're using it more efficiently. Uh, We're growing more food with less water. Our cities are becoming more efficient. And that's giving us, in a sense, a buffer against some of these uncertainties. So we're dealing with infrastructure. We're dealing with management. uh, And we hope that these changes will keep up with the changes in the climate that we're seeing. Are there other changes you would like to see? Sure. So, for example... You know, for for a long time, we built wastewater systems to collect our wastewater, and we treat that wastewater. We've thrown that away, and we're starting to think about using more and more of that wastewater as a source of supply. It's relatively drought-proof. It's often very high quality. It can be incredibly high-quality water. So we're building more wastewater treatment and reuse systems. That's an important thing. We're also figuring out ways to capture more of the stormwater and stored in groundwater in our farms in the Central Valley, where we've overpumped groundwater. If we can capture more of the stormwater, not in reservoirs, but in the overdrafted groundwater, that's going to be an enormously important factor in the future as well. Peter, always great to talk with you. We appreciate your time very much. Again, that's Peter Glick, co-founder and president emeritus at the Pacific Institute in Oakland. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 